Hello everyone, this is Gruesome Herzog's Horror Movie Review. My special guest today is Adam Huss. He played Tommy in the movie Resurrection County. Hey, you doing, Tommy? I mean, Adam, excuse me. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm kidding. No, no problem. You can call me Tommy if you want. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I was on that on my laptop earlier, and I was showing my son the trailer. He hasn't seen the movie yet. and he, That's pretty cool. I said, yeah. I said, I'll let you watch it. <laughs> Great. I'm more, more than merrier. Yeah, now, if you don't mind, uh, we're going to start here with this movie, and uh, if you want to talk about other things, we can. Okay. Right? Now, what was your... Yeah. Now, this might seem like a dumb question, but I always ask it. What was your experience in making this movie? Um, I actually I had a, a great, great time. Um, James Cotton is a friend of mine. I, I met him in L.A., um, at L.A. Film School, believe it or not. He was doing a short film, and... Um, and I remember he told me that I got the job because I came in audition and I like I basically interviewed him, and uh, <laughs> rather than him auditioning me, and uh, we became friends ever since. And he put me in his short films, and um, since then he put me in his feature films, almost all every one that he's done. And when I went down to Arkansas to do the film, James wound up getting a bigger film he left uh, as director, and somebody else took over Matt Patel. And I was a little weary about it, but it turned out to be such a great experience because the cast was just, we all just bonded like brother and sister, you know, and I had the opportunity to get one of my best friends, someone who I believe is a really amazing actress, Catherine Fischel, um, the role of Lucy. She auditioned for it, and uh, so she was able, able to come down as well to Arkansas, and the and then we met Cassie Self, um, and and Dayton Noel I knew from a few other movies I did with with James, and we the four of us really bonded. And the movie was you know about the four of us basically together. So the experience was uh, was so pleasurable because we we all we all had such a good um, thing going, you know. Yep. So. And then, of course, the crew was amazing and fun, and the cast, I mean, the, the director, Matt Patel, was, was really great and hands-on with us and allowed us um, a lot of creative freedom. We all would go out after, you know, and hang out at night. We'd wrap at 6 in the morning, and we'd be hanging out in the hotel, like, courtyard. <laughs> you know, probably should be sleeping, but we'd stay up and just hang out. So it's just very, uh, very... I, that's why I love independent filmmaking. It's like a little family, you know? Exactly. That's why I enjoy independent horror as well. Um, let me ask you a question now. Uh, was Scooter uh, was Scooter a, a nut job <laughs> making the movie, too? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> was no. He's, he, yeah, he's like the nicest guy. And, uh, he, uh, you know, he didn't really... I don't know if he did much acting before. I know he's... Uh, worked with a pretty popular band, country band, and uh, I, I don't know. I think James Noah put him in the role. I don't know. I don't know his experience, but he was he was good. I know. And he, and he was not so nutty in uh, in person. Uh, <laughs> he was pretty pretty down to earth. Yeah, I was being a little facetious because that 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 damn whistle that he does all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, and he made that up too. He made that up. But and maybe he is a little nutty. <laughs> You had two gigantics, two two big ass actors in that movie too. Yeah, um, Robert Miano. Yep. 
who is who is great and I think phenomenal as a preacher. Yep. And you got that Russ Blackwell, that stag. He's huge. yeah, and he he is huge. He, I know he he great as well, man. I mean he he was uh, he came in there from Florida. He lives and I, we, I was blown away by his performance. Heck yeah. And I course. thought he was kick ass. And then I saw him and I was watching the Curious Case of Benjamin Button and he pops up as like um, Kate Blanchett's husband in it. And I was like, oh. what? <laughs> That's <laughs> weird. That is yeah. weird. Because yeah. he is so good at, at, at that role he did in the movie, he is so good at it. I mean, I'm sure he, that he can get some more roles like that because he's very good. Yeah, yeah, he's a disturbing guy. He came up with this one line about my friend Catherine Michelle's hair. <laughs> red, red. And I'm not going to finish it from here, but he came up with this line and uh, admitted it. We were like, what the heck? <laughs> Great, though. But like I said to, to uh, James Cotton, I said there's one scene in the movie that happened in the movie and I'm not afraid to mention it because it, you might you see part you see part of it in the trailer, but it stops it. But it's, it's not going to ruin the movie. Is when he put the gun in her mouth. I'm not, I won't go any farther than that. But I never ever seen that before in a horror movie. Yeah, man, that was uh, you know every time I watch the movie, I, that part still disturbs me. You know, it does. I still get uneasy, like I'm seeing it for the first time. I don't know what's going to happen. And I, I love, I love that girl, Kathy Self. She's such a, such a sweet, talented, beautiful person, inside and out. And uh, to, to, I guess it's to watch her get that done to her too. It's very disturbing. I think she did a great job in that scene. Yes, I agree. Now let, let's talk about one of the the sons, and you know who I'm going to talk about. The giant. I think I do. The giant. <laughs> he is. Yeah. That would be yeah. uh, James T. Davis. No, wait. Am I right? Cody? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Jason. Yeah, I call him Jason, but... Yeah. Jason Davis, yeah. He is... Uh, he's in another... I mean, I hate to like, sound like I'm just a love fest over here, but another... Go, go for I, it. Another stand-up guy and a great actor and a guy who James just knows locally. He's a musician, an amazing blues guitarist, and... Uh, he James cast him in another movie we did together, and uh, Sugar Creek. Yep. And and he was menacing and and sick then too. <laughs> we became buddies then. I don't talk to him often, but whenever I see him, we uh, drop right back into where we left off. And you know, I thought he he does a great job. I mean, he he's you know this guy's acting from what he knows instinctually. You know, he hasn't had much uh, training so he, his thing was like okay I'm a badass I want to kill you I'm going to just I'm going to basically method it and, and this guy who's one of my really good friends scared the crap out of me sometimes um, so I just on set because he's staring at me and screwing with me and, I was, and it works you know it works well I call it a seahorse but that seahorse scene was crazy Oh man, yeah, that was probably the most uncomfortable. There's two really uncomfortable scenes that I had to do, and that I'm talking about physically because I, you know, mentally I could do things and right. put myself in the situation of the movie. You know, I don't take it like, oh, this is real. But that um, physically was so uncomfortable to be on that. I call it a sawhorse, but a seahorse, whatever. 
for same thing, yeah. Five out, five hours plus. It was really uncomfortable. It was a really uncomfortable position, <laughs> and uh, oh. uh, obviously, you know, but just the 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 stance that I had to take over it was hurt. It hurt, and um, I used it. You know, I just used it. Right. But it was a miserable experience, and that blowtorch was real. And uh, when you're doing independent filmmaking in Arkansas, they get very close to to reality. You know, so thank God you have professional crew people that know, okay, you got to make sure you don't get hurt, but that blowtorch was real and hot and near my face, so I didn't need much acting there. <laughs> it, uh, it freaked me out, you know. But he had some good lines in that movie. Like he said, he has a little experience, but he did what he would say, like he said, I told you. I can't remember how a line goes anymore, but he said, I told you that you will pay or something like that, and he, he said it with such such uh, dryness. It, he's, it, that scene was intense. Yeah, he's very subtle, and um, I think his, he's, he's actually like a nice guy, and so that's what they were going for with that character. I remember them saying they wanted him to be someone that the girls might be like, oh, he's cute and nice, whatever, and then, but really he's just this sick, twisted guy that you don't expect to come at you with, with the rifle when he does, you know? Now, like I said also to James, I said the ending, you know, when Grizz, Grizz Hayhurst, the farmer, yeah. he, picks you up yep. in his, he picks you up in his truck, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to give it away, but the truck turns around, and I said to myself, dude, wake the fuck up. <laughs> wake up. I know, I know. But that was a cool scene, too. I mean, the ending was crazy, too. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give it away either, but that was... Uh, they debated doing that a bunch of different ways. And I think the way they did it um, works, <laughs> works pretty well. Yeah. You know, the, the guy's been through hell and back, and he's been running through this woods all night so he's so disoriented by the time he gets to where he's at he doesn't know what's going on so when this guy picks him up he's just like okay get me out of here you know and from what I but yeah if it was me I would have been a little more a little bit more paranoid about who the heck are you, you know? <laughs> that's what I thought myself like, wait a minute here something ain't gonna go very well here but I yeah. noticed I noticed that the opening scene of the movie was actually the ending that was the whole purpose am I correct uh the opening scene was a truck going down the road in the woods, and exactly what happened at the end of the movie. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I'm, I could be dreaming, but I'm not sure. I think I know it's the same kind of shot of the Resurrection County sign. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be establishing the. Uh, I don't know if it's the same truck. It may be. It may be. Yeah. Well, I'm I, glad, I can't remember. But like I said, I'm glad I got a hold of you. I mean, we didn't phone tagging forever, but uh, yeah, man. But I told you Me that. Too. Your role in this movie was phenomenal. I mean, you were the hard ass. You were the no no nonsense. It's just neat how, you know, usually in most horror movies, the hard ass always dies first. Yeah. But in this case, I mean, it, you were there to the end. But I'm not going to say any more, obviously. But very a damn good performance. I'm you know, bravo. I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I uh, I really appreciate it, man, because you know. I, I remember we screened it in our in, 
uh, in the Little Rock Film Festival, and this guy was there who makes more, I'd say, uh, straight-laced independent fare, you know, and um, and his movie was about this guy coming to grips with uh, basically like his life, you know, and his family, and it was, it was a great little movie. You could see it being like nominated for an Academy Award, even, you know, right, and. Um, and so they came, we came, we went to their screening and they came to our screening. And after it was over, we were figuring what the hell do they think because we saw their screening first. It was like this little, like, small, quiet picture. Right. And they were like, okay, that was uh, intense. You know, they were kind of quiet for a minute. And the guy came, the director came to me somewhere in the course of the night and said, I got to tell you something. When I saw you at this festival, I didn't like you. I didn't, I didn't want to like you. Like when I saw you in the movie, when you first came up, I didn't want to like you. I thought, oh, here we go, this hot guy who thinks he's hot shit, you know? Mm-hmm. He said, but you really pulled it out. You really, uh, there's something to your p- performance that is uh, vulnerable and, and, and you, 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 did it, you played it different than most people would come in and play the hot, the hot shit guy, you know? Right. And it meant a lot to me because I, you know, I love acting, and I I want to find those different those different um, choices that aren't cliche. And you can't you can't just create them; they have to come from you. You know. Exactly. And so, with um, with Tommy, I just really tried to say if, if I was in the situation, all I would be thinking about was the love of my life, who's pregnant. You know, my kid and my and the love of my life. I mean, I got to get them out of there. And then the whole performance becomes about that, and and that's I think where the heart comes from, you know. And the the fight to to win and stay alive. And there's one scene that involves her that blew me away, and I ain't saying no more. But that is that scene there you don't see very very much either, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, at, towards the end, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that. That man, that scene, and I won't give away too much either. That that what, what follows that scene, there's like a confrontation that follows that scene. Yep. Um, that was the second hardest scene of the movie. We shot that in 20 degree weather for in the course of like probably I think it was midnight to 5 a.m., 6 a.m., six hours. I was drenched, soaking wet drenched. After we learned the choreography, we learned the choreography like for a few weeks, you know. Right. A fight, and um, I was soaking wet, drenched, full of adrenaline because the whole time I thought I was going to get hypothermia. But the after that happens, whatever the, the you know the impotence, the impotence to get me to attack him was so real, you know. That uh, it made me like ah you know <laughs> anyway but I won't say anymore because I feel like I'm going to give stuff away so. right I won't say anymore about that but now the the chemistry between you and Dayton well that's his real name but the chemistry and the storyline between you two it's so common in today's society where the big brother uh, sisters you know his sister's pregnant and that was a good that scene was a good part of the movie as well that made it real. Thanks. Yeah, Dayton, Dayton is a good guy. Like I said, I know him. And so, um, I, I tend to make, like, people who 
I don't know, sometimes I just tend to act, I'm not, I'm like a big kid, even though I'm like responsible and all that and mature in other ways. I am like a big kid, so I always kind of look up to my friends anyway. Right. So, uh, it, it was, uh, and Dayton's very serious, so it's almost easy, it was almost easy to treat him like a dad, a dad figure or something, you know? Right. So yeah, I like the scenes between us, I really do, and I remember that first scene on the ATV when he tells me, you know, why don't you get a job and oh. all, all that. Um, we had, I had not slept a wink. Because like, we got there, I, I was just so excited to go shoot. I couldn't sleep all night. <laughs> so that was our, and that was our first scene that we shot together. And, uh, yeah, I like that scene. <laughs> now, Robert Miano. Now, what was it like to work yeah. with him? Um, I didn't work directly with him on this, on this film. He was on Sugar Creek as well, which I was in, which James Scott directed. And I, I met him then, and I met him at the screening. I never, I never get to work with him. That's true. So, yeah, so I can't, I can't tell you that. All I know is that I heard when he was on set and he was doing his speech as the preacher, um, they had a bunch of extras come down, you know, which were locals, basically just excited to be part of the movie and crew and all that. And I heard that almost everyone was really crying at his speech. So. He's and it was so good, and I, but you know they they intercut it with with um, images of of the you know the coffins and them getting ready to kind of take their revenge on us, right? Or vengeance on us, and um, and so you don't get to see the whole thing because it just would have been a, a poor piece of cinema to just have him talking for like ten five minutes, you know. But I heard that that speech is just was just really powerful. Yeah, um, like I told James also his role in the movie it, he kind of resembles uh, the Amish now we're in the area that I live in we got Dutch countries so it's Amish of course Amish, Amish doesn't do the vengeance like they do but just by seeing him with the glasses on he had some resemblance of the Amish that, that made yeah it, he did that made it weird for me yeah you're like, you're like that's what they're really doing under those wagon covered uh <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I, I've been to, yeah, I'm from the East Coast, so I've been to Amish country. Okay. Amish country. But yeah, he did kind of look like that. Now, do you want to talk about Sugar Creek since you mentioned it? Uh, sure, if you want. Go ahead. Now, Sugar Creek, do you know about it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I have the movie, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, Sugar Creek was another, another James Cotton film, and, um, that was his baby. He, you know, he, he did, he did Demon Slayer together. He got that out of LA Film School. He got chosen by Roger Corman's direct first feature film and, um, called Demon Slayer, which was on Sci-Fi Network. Right. And he cast me in it, which was awesome. Um, and, uh, and then after that, I knew he had a plan to make this movie, Sugar Creek, and, and it was like his, his baby to get him to get him some notice and get him started and he told me the idea that it was about um, basically it's about the story of redemption and it's about this soldier that takes place during the Civil War right after the Civil War and this soldier um, had a lot of biblical themes in it his name is Adam and he um, he basically is being chased by he wakes up in the beginning of the movie in a coffin in the middle of a field and no shoes on 
and he's being hunted by this horseman. Um, and it's almost like the horseman of the apocalypse, you know, it's like right. you take it from the Bible. And um, four horsemen of the apocalypse, you know, and they and basically this story, this guy he wanders through the land meeting all these people who represent who, who again the biblical themed characters and um, loosely and uh, he and the whole time he's getting, he's having flashbacks to, to when he was in the Civil War and this this act that he did um, after the war was over what he did to the locals down there he and there's this soldier played by me and his name was Lawrence who basically represented uh, the devil loosely and he tempts Adam to uh, join them in basically taking what's, what's theirs from these people after they, like cause after the war was over we were stationed down there and they treated us terribly and we, we feel that we the soldiers brought them so gave them so much you know we were there for them and they they hated us for being there. So we, I, I felt it was um, appropriate to take from them what we want, including their daughters, including their money. And so I, I basically persuade Adam to join me in in um, plundering them, plundering their their little villages, so to speak. And and he doesn't. He's not necessarily evil, Adam, but he. Like Adam in the Bible, he, he takes a temptation and he gives into it because it's riches and it's sex and it's power. Right. And so you figure out through the course of the story who this horseman is and why he's hunting Adam and these other soldiers. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty it's a pretty interesting story. And I think James did it for, the, for a lot lower budget than he had wanted to. And the way they came together down there in Arkansas to to, put, to build these fake towns and and just just make this thing look beautiful, right. uh, I was I was so so impressed. And it really it really to me proved to me that what James Cotton was saying to me always about filmmaking was not just uh, a fluke thing. You know, this guy knew what he was doing. So I had a great experience with that. It, it was out on it's out on DVD, I believe, in Netflix and video stores I recommend checking it out well I might pop it in tonight watch it um, James, yeah. but James Cotton also told me that it cost him $3,000 to build that town like that to make it look so real like that he said he couldn't believe it he was so happy yeah, I it. mean yeah wait till you see it is all I'll say you know the price wait till you see it that's cool now I, I see M.D. Graham um, he played the clerk in in um Resurrection County, and he played the bartender in this movie. Yeah, he's uh, another local, really great guy. Wants to get he was wanting to get involved in filmmaking. For uh, I know that he he uh, helped. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I think I am. Uh, get some of the investors for the film. So James doing a part here or there, and he because he had some interest in acting, and yeah, he got. I don't believe I, I believe he's. He's out of Resurrection County only because the scene didn't lend itself to the movie. It was just kind of getting too long, and they cut it out. But right. I don't. So you don't see him in Res County. All right. Actually. Now, you 
you mentioned on the phone earlier that you were filming something. Now, are you doing? Is it? You said that you were filming something in Brooklyn. What's that about? Yeah, I was filming actually in um, in uh, two hours north of Philadelphia in Franklin. Okay. And uh, then I had one more a pickup day in Brooklyn for like the local stuff. And basically, the movie called it's called The Cemetery, and it's about um, it's by Adam Albrand who did a movie called Burnt, Burnt House and Sight, Lionsgate distributed. Okay. And um, yeah, and they're both horror films. And this guy is Adam Albrand is a, a crazy, crazy guy. And, and another another person I. I just met him, you know, a month ago, but I, I love him. And he, his whole goal, and you'll, you'll love him too, you should probably interview him, because his whole goal is to make independent horror films, like the rest of his life, like just make, not just independent, but just, he wants to just make horror films. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah, so, and he's, he's a, a sick and twisted individual, so <laughs> he's, uh, he picked the right job. But basically, this is, um, this was his Evil Dead kind of movie, you know? And, um, it's called the cemetery. It's about these this group of ghost hunters, like the ghost hunter TV shows, right? Who who go into the woods and and try to uh, to basically investigate this 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 legend of this town where people were supposedly uh, possessed by the devil, and and they turned against the the uh, the people turned against the. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When the, when they tried to do the exorcism, nothing would work. And basically, these people just became um, demons and and ghosts. You know, that was the legend. It was in some. They found it in another church they were investigating. So this group of ragtag individuals goes to do a ghost hunter episode in the cemetery, and uh, in the cemetery in the middle of nowhere. And I play Tim uh, Tim Floyd. And I gave him that last name as an homage to Brad Pitt in uh, True Romance, who played Floyd, because basically my character is a big pothead <laughs> and, <laughs> and like a womanizer and just like thinks he's the man, you know, and kind of kind of like lives up to his name with, with the women. And so these guys pick me up, we go into the woods, and we start looking for this cemetery. We find it. And we set the cameras, and, and basically we summon a demon on accident. Ooh. And um, I go off into the woods with this guy's girlfriend, the, one of my one of the, the head of the show, the Ghost Hunter show, and I wind up sleeping with her. And she gets possessed by the demon. And so um, the next day we wake up, and she's gone. And we're looking for her, and she's uh, she pops up looking pretty rough and and my arm breaks loose so <laughs> there you go and it, was, it was really fun and, and we had Tom Savini's um, special effects school doing all the effects sweet I don't know you probably know him yeah Tom Savini's a shit he's awesome yeah so it, we were we were so grateful to have that because it made the movie the movie is very special effects heavy because like I said it's like Evil Dead so a lot of just fun, gory, cheesy, like, heads rolling kind of stuff, and they did a great, great job, man, and they did casts of our heads, um, yeah, you can see some of those pictures on Facebook, but it all came out looking so great, because this is stuff that can cost millions of dollars, and it was all favors, you know? Right, right. So, so now, 
Now, when's this due for release? Probably, what, later on next year? They're talking about February or March, they said. They hope they get it to be out. Uh, Billy Graham was in it, too. I don't know if you know him. He's been in a few horror films. He yep. played a Native American demon. He's crazy. Yep. Crazy guy. <laughs> uh, in a good way. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was in it as well. And um, we... Uh, I, the, the producers have a documentary coming out called Chosen, C-H-O-S-I-N, which is actually a documentary on uh, World, World, World War II, actually. Okay. Specific battle um, that not many people know about. And uh, they, they're getting a big release with, this, with that film, and they're hoping even maybe possibly get an, a nomination. So they're going to have a nice buzz behind them, and they're the ones that produced this film. So. Cool. Yeah. It was a it was a great experience, man. I, I hope uh, it turns out as good as it as it as it as it felt, you know? Oh well when it comes out and I see it, I'm sure to call you and let you know. <laughs> yeah, please we'll, we'll interview again, even if it yeah. takes us all day. All all month to get the hook up. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, was there anything else you wanna tell the audience? Any other future projects? Uh, well, another future project of mine is, is uh, I'll tell you about two quick things. One is called What Remains, and it's a movie that I'm actually producing with um, with Adam Albrecht directing it, I'm pretty sure, and the same producers um, who did The Cemetery. Um, yeah, we're hoping, uh, they, they, I sent them the script, they really liked it, so I'm hoping to produce it with them in the next coming months, and... We have some named talent, letter of the, letters of intent from some named talent, familiar faces in, in horror and, and uh, regular cinema that I, I don't want to mention just in case it doesn't work out, but right, right. I think I think you'd be, uh, the audience would be, pre- audience would be pretty excited to see this one guy we have who is a horror movie staple to be in this, if, they, you know, if it works out, he'd be in this movie. And um, I, my, and I know, I'd be in it, acting in it as well, and so would um, my friend Catherine Michelle, the one that I, you know, was in Resurrection County with me. But she is now back to blonde, long blonde hair, so you might not recognize her. (laughs) But, uh, well, so hopefully we're producing that. It's a story that takes place in Louisiana, and it takes, it's it's based on the LaLauri's, which is a a real life story that uh, people, you could Google it, and it's pretty twisted. They're like the first serial killers ever to be documented in the United States. Oh, wow. And they did some pretty sick and twisted things. So we, uh, we're hoping. I wrote the script, and we're, we're uh, hoping to produce it and start it soon. So they say Adam and Adam Albrecht and uh, Brian Iglesias and Anton, they, they were all the producers on the film. They told me that they'd like to really do that next, so I'm hoping that happens. Cool. And then another, the last thing I did, I'll, I'll mention is I did, I did something called Time Trials, which is a time, like a sci-fi pot TV pilot. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, and we're hoping it gets picked up. It, 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 was, it looks really amazing, um, and I play the lead in it, who's a, basically a, a neuroscientist who gets... Rope uh, pulled into this this um, professor's plan to build a time machine, and he wants to go back in time and basically s- develop the time machine and then destroy it, so no one else can ever 
if anyone else ever tries to um, invent time travel, we right. could go. We could pull out our secret time machine, go back and stop them because he believes that any form of time travel will alter the universe in a bad way forever. And he believes that there are people who are on the verge of discovering time travel. So he wants to discover it first. Okay. So he can always put, put a stop to them. And my character winds up time traveling and becomes so power hungry um, that he spins out of control. So it's a really fun role to play and very different from anything I've done. And yeah, we're hoping that gets picked up. So I'll fingers look, crossed. I'll be looking for it. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thanks. Uh, thanks for all the support, Scott. No problem. And uh, you know. All right. And the audiences that watch it, thanks, thanks for your support too. All right, Adam. Thanks for your time. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I'm glad we got to finally hook up. Yeah, took a while, but we did. And it, yeah, anytime, you know. Um, I love the the press is good, and I I, I appreciate appreciate it. So anytime you want to talk, give me a call. You got it. Thanks again. All right, Adam. Scott. You take care. You you're welcome. Take care. Yep. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.